I, I know what I'm starting with, though. No, I no, guess. right. I meant this part right here. Oh, no, 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 no. No, fuck it then. Actually, it's something kind of down-pressing. Uh, All bad news. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Foul-mouthed? Fuck you, man. Oh, yeah, welcome. It's not called the best case scenario. Uh, R.I.P. Carl Weathers, blood. Oh, I know. I know. That's a bummer, dude. Yeah, it is. Like Most times celebrities die, I couldn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But he was, okay, wait, this is the worst case scenario. I'm Fowler Iglesias. That's Adam Strange. Okay, go. Yep. Uh, Carl Weathers, man, dude, he fucking, yep. first of all, He's, the, I think, the only one who starred in both Schwarzenegger and Stallone movies yeah. at the height of their rivalry. Uh, also, he's Chubbs Peterson, fucking Happy Gilmore's mentor. Uh, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Give me yeah. the ball, alligator. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, 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 a What's the, um, the idea, too, that, like, in, he's one of the first villains that I, I can think, and I mean, Star Wars, did that happen before Rocky? But, like, he was the bad guy. But then he was the good guy. Well, he wasn't in the original Star Wars. He's in Mandalorian. No, 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 no. I meant um, just character arc like Darth Vader. Say okay. Darth Vader was, you know, in Star Wars 1, yeah. he was a bad guy. But then by Star Wars 3, he was like the good guy. Or the, well, re- the redeemed bad guy. But now Apollo, mm-hmm. he was the bad guy. You know, but, then, but then when the like Russian Rocky's punched him in the mentor, face, he was yeah. like, that was my best friend. And he's like, but oh. that was the guy he was trying to defeat. I'm and not, I, you know, yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. The one, like, which, which movie ends, is it Rocky 1? Which one ends with them, like, in the practice ring, and then they just, like, freeze frame when they're three. going? Three. Is it? Rocky 3, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, then, and but, then, sadly. But they're friends by that point. Yeah, but then he dies in the next one. In 4. Yeah, no, I, I, we. Uh, the most 80s movie of all time. We watched Rocky 4 uh, at the bar Friday night while I was working. Just to be super meta, like oh, how many? Oh, it's too soon. How many montages do you think, Rocky? Every every single one. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, no, I mean, how many montages do you think are in Rocky Four? Like three? I would think there's at least two because there has to be like two different training sequences. Then I, he's probably got one sad montage of like sad music where he's looking at pictures of Apollo and he's like, "Actually, I never really thought about that." But yeah, there's the Hearts on Fire montage, which like, is we're gonna Rocky. need a packing montage when he gets his bags packed for when he goes to Europe. Yeah, no, it's it's like Hearts on Fire is uh, Rocky training like in the woods in Russia, like yeah, where it's yeah, cold. Yeah, and but like taking like a whole entire tree on his shoulders and doing like some swingy back and forth shit. I'm guessing there's some kind of like craft work or Depeche Mode playing while, while they have Ivan and he's Ivan getting Drago, and he's yeah, in a yeah. lab yep. where his gym has probably got like lab beakers in the background yeah. and they're playing some kind of like yeah. I can just imagine. It might not even be in the movie, but if it's not, then they No, no, no. There's definitely, but I can't, I'm trying to uh, remember, which I should because I just watched it on Friday while I was at work, but I can't remember if it's the same, I think it is the same montage. It's not two separate montages where, like, you keep comparing, like, juxtaposing, like, oh, Rocky just lifted up a chopped down tree and ran it up a side of a snowy mountain, and, like, Drago is somehow because that's realistic is it like americans are doing the most like naturalistic 
shit and and it's the high-tech russians that are cheating i love how much systematic racism does it take for a black man's death to make two white guys start talking about things that two white guys did yeah yeah that's that's and i feel bad for bringing it up but yeah carl weathers man i don't think mandalorian's not going to be the same like they're not going to be able to close that that plot point he's going to come back to the bar and be like oh no he's dead like oh but he was he was like in charge of the whole town yeah, he was like the mayor now yeah, or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Think, Damn, yeah. that's an inopportune time to die, man. But, you know, you just got that new job as the yeah, mayor. politics is deadly. And everything can't have it on screen. But it's Star Wars, so they'll probably, like, bring him back. Yeah, no, they'll CGI they'll, like, they his got face the Leia shit. Stuff, you know, yeah, you know. remember they did that to Princess Leia. They yeah. fucking put her in the movie after she was fucking dead. I thought that the, was the worst. The worst movie. The worst movie. Like, I've been reviewing no, the Star- nothing's worse I, than episode one, dude. I was going to say, actually. Episode one is... Me good. think the me be say we got the wrong movie. Yeah, 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 yeah it could yeah, be. Yeah, but yeah. I think that it's... Anything with Jar Jar is fucking but trash. That last one, this is like... Uh, I don't think know, I haven't watched the last it's, one. It's more that like... You're talking about episode nine? The, yeah, the... um. But that's I, not I the one where know. they CGI'd her. I think it's the one before that. The Emperor that. lives in the Shadow Realm with a bunch of ships. Oh, look at my fleet. <laughs> Fuck out of here! It's pretty good. And then, then they—I yeah, just want to, never mind. I know we can go into it. They, they need to have a fever dream. I want to see like an episode where like they have Harrison Ford just like wake up on like a space chair, like whoa, oh, that was a shitty dream. Yeah. <laughs> and then like then the scroll goes, and they're like Han Solo ate a bad sausage, and he had a dream that Leia died, and everything was stupid, and his son was some douche that, that killed him, and that didn't really happen. Never mind. Here's Han and Chewbacca, and they're gonna go on an adventure. Honestly, I one of the only parts. Yeah, the bad space sausage. Of uh, <laughs> a spaceage. <laughs> no, one of the only parts that I thought had any merit to it was actually Han Solo getting killed by his own son. In like, <laughs> you're getting way too much of a kick out of the space sausage. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this idea, of like, they should have a scene where Han, Han and Chewbacca are just in the Millennium Falcon yeah. in, the, in the pot, and they're. Just flying, and then all of a sudden, Han makes a really weird face, and he looks over at Chewie, and he's like, "Dude, yo. oh my god, this is a small space." Yo, you and know then Chewbacca che- goes, <laughs> "Yo, Chewbacca has to have the worst farts because he probably just smells bad in general." Like, yeah, you know, no, any, any long-haired dog, like he, they might have like a shower in in the Millennium Falcon that Chewbacca can bathe in often. Then he smells like wet dog. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, the, exactly. Then he just smells like wet dog. Fucking, uh... Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. <laughs> R.I.P., R.I.P. <laughs> All respect, dude. Um, yeah, no, che- Chewbacca definitely clearly has odor problems. Yeah. That's There's no way. Like, dude, he he wears no clothing, yet he wears a bandolier. Yeah. That's... We've got to have somewhere to put the ammo. A stylistic choice. Which I'm that, guessing it's charges for his, um... For the crossbow. Yeah, for the crossbow, yeah. But also... In what way is it a crossbow when it shoots lasers? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is it? You just, again, stylistic choice, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, yeah, I like the look of it. Well, no, it's like those, um, <gasps> I don't know if you've seen them, but like. When Yo, it, his breath must be fucking ass, too. When, like, vape sticks first came out. All like, his breath so bad, it look, you look forward to his Companies parts. started making, like, it would be, instead of a vape stick, it'd be shaped like a Sherlock pipe. You know, or they'd make them shaped like a cigar with an actual red tip, and they, mm. but it would still be, be vaping. But, right, but it would right. be shaped like a like a Sherlock pipe, and that's I think of it like that. Like this doesn't need to be in this shape, right? But memory, you know. But I remember when this is how pipes used to be shaped. Yeah, we're doing it for a style. Yeah, 
I thought about smoking a pipe recently. I saw I saw a pipe in a movie, and I was like, hey, I could do that. I had I one. sit on the porch and be like, puff, I'm smoking a pipe. Look how I look like a professor. I'm Professorial. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, no. I had one for a while. I never smoked it, but I would just yeah. take pictures of it in my mouth and then uh, put it on Instagram. Just oh, yeah. to be oh, like, yeah. oh, I look, oh, I look professorial. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a pipe smoker. Then I'd have to get like one of those corduroy jackets with the um, shoulder oh, pads. Oh, the pat, yeah, the patches, the, the the elbow patches. Yeah, absolutely. No, you definitely hats. would have to start a new life as William Hurt. You a, know what I mean? A scarf and and really small glasses. You just go uh, like, oh, like you want to become com- a completely just different. You want like that, a ascot? That's, that's just one picture. That's just a, yeah, an ascot as well. You just want to become a completely insufferable prick, basically. <laughs> like, You're like, this pipe really led me down a bad road. I have a sweater tied around my shoulder, but, <laughs> oh, but, God. but completely buck naked, <clears throat> just standing on like a mountain with a sweater on my shoulder, smoking a pipe. And it'd be like, hashtag manly shit. No, you're like the villain in a John Hughes movie. New man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nature. You definitely gonna... Gaze on my dong as I smoke my tobacco and tell you how I beat you. <laughs> no, you're definitely gonna like try to try to close a community center or <laughs> fucking challenge the locals to a fucking ski off or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Fucking is that a teen center? Yeah, mm. <laughs> you're, you're gonna menace the <laughs> local white kids. <laughs> I'm going to store chemicals there. I don't even have chemicals, but I'm going to buy them in the store that made your teen center. Just to destroy your teen center. Yeah, that was, uh, even while it was happening in real time, the look of dudes wearing their sweaters tied around their neck in the 80s, which was a very prevalent look. Well, it might be cold later. I always just thought, I was like, you look like an absolute douchebag, like at all times. And it, it was, yeah, God, everything about the 80s was both at the same time the most fun shit and also the douchiest thing ever happening. I don't know why that reminded me of this, but I just heard of this book, okay? It's, it's called um, Honey, I'm Homo. Okay. okay. And it's all about, um, it, okay, sitcoms from the 60s and 70s and 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. Like just sitcoms in general, the sitcoms as an art form, but how... Basically, when Hollywood started making movies and being creative, they needed creative people. So they tended to attract a large amount of gay people and just yeah. queer community in general. Who well, I mean, to that theater, area. all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that so that so basically, all these people are working in it. So like all through the early years, they just they like, keep trying to crack down on it, where they're like everybody's closeted and shit, you know. Okay. Into like. As it starts, I mean blossom, that's like a big then, part of McCarthyism but, too. Yeah, and then as civil rights blossoms, though, like, as the sitcoms are starting, it's all these like closeted gay writers that are trying to sneak shit in, and then gay characters are becoming more prevalent. But then it's like, as gay characters become more prevalent, mm-hmm. it leads to culture being more okay with it. So like more gay people that aren't in that world that are like living in Kansas or whatever mm. are being like, well, fuck it, if that dude on the show can be out, I'm gonna be out. Fuck it, you know. Like, and then that led to the culture being more openly gay. And then that led to the shows being even more gay. And right, like, you're saying it started feed, it's, it's a yeah, feedback, feedback loop. loop. But that, but how much of like, and it was like, you know, it's gay writers. Like this whole book is, is from queer culture about like, here's what we did in TV. But it's really good. Like the guy made a, a video series to go along with it. I think his name's Matt Baum. Baum. But he does like. Did they go into Three's Company? Just everything in general. But yeah, that, that gets covered. It's mostly about like, 
it's it starts with like I didn't know um, Anthony Hopkins is that his name Psycho Anthony Perkins Perkins like you know him, him and Rock Hudson other you know him and Rock Hudson basically yeah. bought houses that were like three or four doors they down okay and they other? were like a couple for a long ass time and then he was going to get black Rock Hudson got blackmailed I knew Rock Hudson his maid basically blackmailed him for like ten years because she knew and was like I'll tell your mom or I get two grand a month. Or you know, and I get to keep being your maid. So like, his whole life was like he was still spending Rockford Files money when he died. Yeah. So like, he, he, you know, it's not yeah. okay that she blackmailed him, but but he had that money. There's a you know, Hollywood culture is just very good, and it, you know, for sure, any any creative culture is gonna tend to lead to people that are more free thinking in general. You know, any designs. Yeah, cool. well, you've noticed that like right wing leaning comedians. Can barely be described as comedians. Like Nick DiPaolo, not funny. Dennis Miller, not funny. Larry the Cable Guy, not funny. Yeah. Like the Foxworthy can be funny at times. I don't care who you are, it's there. It's offensive. <clears throat> it's just, uh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm, and I'm not quite sure why that is. I don't feel like. Well, their, their main thing is they're like, like this. They're like all we had was was being offensive and you've taken that away from us your cancel culture won't let us say the words we like to say for laughs anymore and that's all we had yeah i mean i feel like i don't know it for a fact but you, you got to imagine that andrew dice clay is probably a hardcore maga guy now yeah wouldn't you think no 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 i i no i don't know i meant he was uh, i don't know i'm gonna say i don't know he had his little reality shows there for a minute like as the end of the surreal life era, right? He did, he right. did and he, I think he honestly seems like if you ever saw his show that he's one of those guys that was like, "I'm gonna hire a camera crew, just follow me around, and no, I'll tell people that. I'm on his show." Yeah, and then when I put it out, yeah, you know what I'm saying, then tried to sell it and didn't because that's like a joke in a bunch of movies, right? I want to say where there's like that's like an old celebrity who's like, "No, I'm actually paying them to follow me around. Bravo's not involved." Right, you but know? what's crazy though is the fact. That he couldn't really sell that show because, yo, that fool was selling out multiple nights at Madison Square Garden in the 80s. Yeah. Like, that's, yo, he was doing Eddie Murphy numbers. Yeah. Like, he was Eddie Murphy's only competition a, at that era. Like, it's, it's a funny thing where you... That's a lot. It's going to say, and it has to be, this, there's a thesis involved in this where, like, cancel culture mm -hmm. evolved from this thing of, like... There was a time when, like, okay, offensive shit was uncool now, you right. know? So making fun of people that were being offensive became an open place for it. We're like, well, I can mm. sneak in these fat jokes by making fun of people that are making fat jokes oh, in a weird I way. And then, but at the same time, backdoor in this situation. And the same thing, like, Beastie Boys had the same thing where they're like, with the first album, we were kind of making fun of, like, college frat boys to us right they were but trying to do a parody all of a sudden, but they became we the thing they were parodying that that's who our audience was yep. now and that our label was going to be like we'll be more like them to get more money and mm -hmm. this is where we were going and dice clay same way was like i wasn't that wasn't me i was making fun of guys like that and you see him and his he's effeminate you know like he as himself he'll be where you know he's he's not a tough guy from new york he's He's, no, he's, he's he's a Jewish dude from Jersey who an, does a, an almost effeminate voice. He's very he's more similar to Henry Winkler than he is to Fonzie, if you know what I'm saying. Like, no, I it's weird that I that hits a little close to home. I don't know if you know this. Henry Winkler was the speaker at my little brother's college graduation. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you hear him talk just as himself, you're like, oh, shit, that's pretty different. And then just for, like, two sentences for comedic effect, he slips into Fonzie. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. And you kind of, when you get it juxtaposed like that, you're like, wow, Fonzie was really a complete fucking character. And that's fucking uh, Dice as well, is that he's a Jewish dude from New Jersey playing Making but fun of Dice Italians. is the character yeah. who's an Italian from Brooklyn mm-hmm. and like smokes cigarettes yeah. around the he other goes, side of his oh, face. Oh, like, that's, hey, you know, oh. but, but that's and then eventually he gets <sighs> you know he's making fun of a thing and then people think he's that thing and then next he's on TV crying about that. But that's what killed it when he went on TV on talk shows and he was crying about how sad he was that he would offend these people, you know. With and then hmm. the audience that liked him was like, oh pussy yeah i thought you was one of us oh i'm not gonna like you anymore right but like the fact that he was selling out fucking madison square garden premised on dirty nursery rhymes yeah mother goose with just curse words in it yeah diggory diggory duck this chick was sucking my cock oh and you're like dude like how I mean, granted, I was like 12 when that came out, so of course to me it was mind-boggling. But to think about the fact that entire stadiums full of adults were like, oh, do the Little Miss Muffin thing again. (laughs) I I recently, I saw parts, I haven't been able to find the whole movie, but there's this movie that Henry Winkler made in the 70s or 60s, okay? Mm -hmm. It's like pre-Fonzie, where he's... He's basically an actor in New York. He can't get any gigs or something happens where he can't get a job. So it's almost like it starts off tootsie. But then there's a guy there that I get the acting place. It's like, well, you know, there's this wrestling company. And if you don't, if you can just get beat up real quick, they'll give you 200 bucks for the night. He's like, what? I'll do that. And he's like, hey, you just got to play. He's just acting. You just got to play a character and you can beat you up. That's it. And so he's like, I'll do that. So then he does it and he loves it. And then he's like, but his wife doesn't want him to wrestle. And then then she's Mm -hmm. pregnant and then he's doing it on the side. Then he's sneaking away to wrestle. But it's basically him being a wrestler. And then he becomes a, a. you know, a bre- and this is like, like pre WWE. This is like the territories. No, it was apparently a big movie back. And you know, I was like, a, I'm sure it was played on like Sunday matinees. It might be the wrestler. Yeah, but I can segue. I feel that. like Mickey, Mickey Rourke kind of fucked up the brand. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I, did, I, I didn't mean to, but I can. Yeah, do that. Okay, so there's so much wrestling. Sh- okay, the WWE has been through a lot of changes as of late. It's, yes. Anybody that doesn't know, wrestling is enormous. It's one of the biggest things watched on TV. If you're wondering why I even care, it's because it's fucking theater. It's the gayest theater in the world, and it's fucking hilarious to me. Adam Strange loves wrestling. I don't. I don't watch the fights. I don't care about the fights. That is in no way interesting to me. It's it's great. They're doing ballet. It's athletic. Great. I like it when they're yelling at each other and doing the promos. That's what I, I find dude, hilarious. You don't have to justify it to me. I love pro wrestling. Okay. I don't watch it much anymore, but uh, I will go on YouTube and watch like. Mm-hmm. Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan, or like, oh, dude, well, the the fucking r- repeated feud of uh, Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon. Yep. Oh God, me well, there's, and uh, there's a bunch. Used to be territories. Every part of the country had its own guy that had a TV deal with somebody local to get right. stuff on the TV every weekend, and they would have a, a territory and a belt. They'd have three or four places they did shows. Right. There was like Dusty around. Rhodes, Jerry Lawler, all that. Eventually, shit. Vince McMahon. The dude from Connecticut buys his dad's thing, and then he starts buying up everybody else's territory or just taking them. 
and then right. he takes over the whole thing. So eventually, WWE becomes this behemoth. In the 80s and 90s, right, it's what it is now. Ted, it's the, the Ted Turner Hogan shit, yeah. has the money, and they're using Ted. You know, cable TV is how they're making their money off of the ad right. revenue. So Ted Turner, who is king of cable at the moment, is mm-hmm. like, "Fuck this! I'm going to do my own." He does WCW for a while. There's two. Mm. They mm. absorb that one entirely. Eventually, you know, WWE's bigger. It buys that one. Then this other one, ECW, is like one from Jersey that's really, that, yeah. really bloody. Yeah. They eventually buy that one too. WWE, if you compete with them at a certain level, they're going to buy you. They're the behemoth. Mm-hmm. So that's what has been happening as of late. It got so big that they didn't have to work. They, did, they could do whatever they wanted. They, they owned the market. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got dumb. People stopped liking it. The territory started creeping back so up. The monopolies. This guy that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, his <sighs> son starts his own wrestling federation. That's the AEW. They're kind of big. He's got the money to put them on TV. He starts buying real wrestlers from WWE. They're competing. WWE's floundering. And then, okay, now this is where it becomes the Harvey Weinstein. WWE was floundering? It, it was having issues. but you No, know, it was losing market share to the startups at a rate that it was okay. going to keep going. They were just the old dinosaur that couldn't get it right while the young guys were going to make what the fans wanted. Right, okay. And it was happening at a big rate. WWE at this time, during the streaming wars, they start their own WWE network. So now you can just pay a monthly fee and get all the shows. So you don't even need cable TV anymore. You can just do it all on your own. They just, this week, before mm-hmm. the news that I'm about to tell you about broke, the first news of the week was Netflix and WWE. Huge deal. It's going to be on Netflix from now on. Friday Night Raw, Monday Night SmackDown, live. And plus their tape library of millions of hours of shows because remember they bought the other territories that right, came with their tape labels right. they have okay. all the wcw all the ecw all the wwe uh-huh. wwf all the territories they have years and years of wrestling footage they're gonna drop netflix is about to like just have hours of shit that's that got that news got dropped billion dollar deal this I, is, the, the 80s version yeah. of wrestling is like the shit now I a few it. a few months about two years ago all these things started coming up that vince mcmahon was sexually harassing Every motherfucker on the planet. Anybody that came of near course. him was going to see his dick. If you don't know Vince McMahon, he's a douchebag. He runs WWE. At some point back in the day, Bret Hart, Bret, uh, the Hartman Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, Hit Hart, beat the fuck out of him. He deserved it. Oh, yeah. There's, there's documentaries. The screw job in Montreal. He got fucked during, a, during the round. He went yeah. right backstage and was like, where's Vince? Vince came back and he was like, Vince, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And he was like, I'm not leaving. He's like, whip. And he beat the fuck at him. The only footage of this is Vince hobbling his ass out of the locker room and back down the hall because they were filming a documentary on Brett at the time. So there's footage of all of it except for the actual fight. They're like, can you leave the room for a second? He's like, why? He's like, this guy's rich, and when I beat his ass, I don't want this to come up in court. So beat the shit out of him. After that, Vince gets on steroids. Vince is huge. So the next no, I 10 remember years, that. I remember when that happened. He becomes a bad guy wrestler in the wrestling federation, and now he's, he's he, huge. It's a very meta. It's a very meta situation. But when he's on steroids, he becomes very fucking rapey. Okay, there's he seemed like he was probably rapey before. He just didn't and have the all muscles. we know about. So the company is trying to get sold. They're trying to get rid of Vince and sell it. So all of a sudden, two years ago, there's an announcement that Vince is stepping down, and. Oh, look, we just discovered all these millions of dollars in payments to all these women. Who are these women? Oh, we got their names. Here's what happened. And then they, they, that, that comes out. There's one more they never talk about. So there's a payment, a million bucks. We're not going to talk about it. Vince is gone. He's out of the company. He's out. His, his daughter's in charge. The Rock's coming back to be on the board of now the, what is it, the Ultimate Fighting UFC? What's it called? Yeah, UFC. Okay, they, they bought WWE. 
They, huh. they they merged with WWE about a year ago, and now it's called TKO. That sounds TKO is like a publicly really traded company. Up. That sounds like the HBO Max of, of Vince McMahon was taken out. Sports Entertainment. But then he's placed on the board of TKO, and now there's WWE. Wait a minute, Vince McMahon gets on the board? Well, he's out after the rapey stuff. Well, that's the thing is it wasn't exactly rapey stuff. It was. A lot of settlements to women. That's all they knew. Settlements to women. They didn't exactly know what, but he shouldn't have come back. Well, that, but he owned that so understates much rapey stuff. He owned so much of WWE. And apparently he could have taken a bigger payout, but he took less money to still have some control. Mm. So he's on top, got some control. Two companies, UFC, WWE, they're both owned by TKO. This week, right after the Netflix thing, the million dollar payment one comes out. There was a girl in Connecticut. She was her parents had just died, and he was like, Hey, you need a job? Uh, it really involves his dick, and then he's yeah, doing course. all kinds it's of horrible a very Giuliani shit. Situation. He took a shit on this girl. Like, it, wait, literally? She put in this week. Poop, literal um, poop. Sex trafficking, assault, workplace assault, like fifty charges. Right now, he's under a federal indictment after this charge came out. He's gone. He got he retired from the company, backed the hell off. Slim Jim was like, "Yeah, we're not going to fuck with wrestling anymore." Their biggest, one of their biggest, you know, uh, sponsors. Boom, he's gone. Vince gets kicked out. Well, I mean, Triple H is why? now in charge of it. And then the whole thing is they had a pay per view. Why would Slim days. Jim bother? They lost Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But that was he was the one who slapped, snapped, and Slim Jim. Skinny, skinny Jimmy meat sticks are um, all the rage at the wrestling shows, I guess. But wait, you're saying he literally pooped on this one? while he was making her have sex with somebody else in his office? He pooped on her head. John Laurinaitis was the guy's name. He's out as well. There's um, many. There's wait, all kinds. She, wait, named, the, she brought the, the receipts. The dude, she the, named names. She's text messages, videos. He gave pictures of her naked. Gave, Brock Lesnar is a big wrestling fighting guy. Yeah, I know that. I he know wasn't. That, yeah. He got. He was trying to get re-signed with WWE, and uh, because he was sent a picture of her ping, he said, yes, I'll re-sign. I, he was supposed to be at the pay-per-view this weekend. He was not there. He is not going to be at WrestleMania either. He's out of the company wait, as well. So that was like his signing bonus was a photo of her urinating? Well, I was like, but he's he's a rich person. He can't find a girl to pee. He's he's a rich, famous person. Like, if, that, uh, well, also, if that's something you desire, I would think it'd be easy to find. Consent peeing. Yeah. Like, but maybe he's, it's like a Cosby-esque thing. It's like he's, con, you know, kind of overlapping some kinks where he's like... Yo, I, I want pictures of chicks urinating, but I want it to be non-consent, and I want them sent via yeah. telecommunication. That, yeah. Yeah, that's she, a she, lot. She, of, that's that's a lot of overlapping kink shit. And it was like hor- horrific was the way they described the document. No, documents. taking a shit on someone's yeah. head. Yeah. Bruising with toys is, is a whole section. Like... He, it was horrible. Everything about it what was horrible. What do you mean section? The case? A whole of... section of her, like, here's my evidence. Like, when she, she put in a thing, I forget what the word for it is. Not affidavit. Basically, she filed char- She filed a case. Being like, in her case we, You was, said her parents died. How old was this? Like, like 19 or 20. Oh, she lived in Connecticut uh, somewhere, and all of a sudden, here was a job. the McMahons yeah. are from. Yeah, and the big His WWE building. His wife ran for Senate there. Yep. This was happening when that happened. While she was with him in the middle of it, because this is years ago that this happened, she all of a sudden, he's like, hey, look, my wife knows about us. She's like, I hate you, motherfucker. You're like blackmailing me for sex, dick. I don't care what your wife knows. So she's, he's like, we got to stop doing this. So then he just starts, gets really mean to her at that point and keeps it all secret, but he's still doing shit and taking pictures. Uh, she's you, running for the uh, Senate during then, the wife. Then somehow. Wait, are you are you uh, referring to something else as being uh, really mean 
he, Aside he, from her taking worse. a shit, literal yeah, no, shit the, on her the head. The doo-doo happened after he said his wife found out. So he makes her sign an NDA. And she's like, well, I'm going to need some money on that I'm, NDA. I'm under duress Three right million. now. I'm not going to lie. So, she gets, so when all of a sudden the house cleaning at WWE is happening for the sale, that's mm-hmm. when he comes to her and he's like, sign this NDA. I'll give you $3 million. But he fucked up. He only gave her $1 million. It's two years later now. And she's like, well, I never got my other $2 million. So here's what, what they were keeping quiet on. So now that's what the case right now is mm-hmm. about is that he didn't pay that extra $2 million. He sold his company mm-hmm. for like, I want to say $2 billion. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have mattered to him to pay her. Yeah. But he didn't like the terms of the deal that he had made. Well, yeah, you don't. So he wanted to back don't. out of it. And she was like, really, dude? And she apparently even hit, her lawyers were like, you know, we're going public with this. You could just give us $2 million. And he lost a lot more than that in the last week. And he's going to go to jail now. Like, the FBI is looking into him on what he did with the sex trafficking part of it. This is he was brings like, a whole different characteristic to bad guy like wrestler. Giving her, he was like p- putting her on a plane to send her to other wrestlers to fuck with. So he you was actually have sex, sex trafficking her. Yeah, he, he was, literally he was actually sex trafficked her with receipts. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Well, number one. Uh. In recent years, NDAs have uh come under scrutiny as far as like that's not a real actual legally binding document. They don't document. matter. They don't matter. You, I even, you can actually break an NDA. No, I can say with. HR, when my company was firing me unceremoniously a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. she was like, well, you don't have to sign this NDA. And I was, I was like, so I can't say anything disparaging to anybody? She was like, nope. I was like, so to my wife, I can't go home and say that I was fired today? And she was like, well, I mean, and I was like, me, I was like, you know, NDAs don't work, right? This doesn't matter at all. This is not something that a court would actually hold up. And she was like, yeah, I know that, but most people don't. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I signed it. And she was I didn't like, know you most knew of that. the people that you work with are going to shut the fuck up because they're dumb. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck about this piece of paper. I'm going to sign it because I want that check you're holding. But then I'm going like, to cash that check, and I'm going to take it out of my bank immediately. Then I'm going to talk shit about you to the point that you have to give me even more money. And I hope you don't listen to this podcast. She's like, yeah, you, you do know how illusions work, right? <laughs> Mirages. <laughs> yeah, you tie the elephant up to a little pine. I didn't realize, though, because I do remember when Vince McMahon uh, clearly went on steroids overnight. No, he was enormous. It, yeah, but he went from being... Cause if you recall, before they actually made it publicly known that he was actually the owner and president of the company, he was one of the uh, ring commentators yeah. and interviewers. Yeah. Him, Mean Gene, and Gorilla Monsoon were the ring commentators and, and interviewers. And uh, he was a regular skinny man back then. Gorilla Monsoon, I don't know shit about him, but I know that, like, I know that even like Steamboat. Most of the names in wrestling right now are not talked about in the new documentaries because they have all committed horrible sex crimes. Like, more than half of the old-timers, they just don't even want to bring up. Even Rocky Johnson don't get talked about a lot because, like... Rocky Johnson committed well, sex crimes? Not not so much sex crimes, but, say, Rock, when you're going to interview The Rock, uh-huh. somebody's going to lean in before you start talking and be like, if you bring up the fact that he has, like, 20 siblings, he's going to punch you and then leave, okay? So, Rocky Johnson has three children. Him and his brothers that's, and sisters, and that's okay. all we talk about. And he's like, "But what about the other twenty, just all across America, anywhere near that there is a place but that that's had wrestling?" Not a sex crime? No, that's, no, no, he no, 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 a philanderer. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no, but he, he there's a couple that he does like. Yeah. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, The Rock's father was a professional wrestler before him, named Rocky Johnson, first black tag team champion ever. I don't know if you knew they did Rocky Johnson, Tony Atlas. I watched them wrestle when I was like. 
seven years. I saw it live when I uh, was like well, and his seven grandfather, or eight in Baltimore. And his grandfather, because his mama. The grandfather did too? Oh, the mama's grandfather was like Chief some, Manalehu, some, somebody from, I'm not going to say any names of any places because I'm not sure where The Rock's grandfather is from, but Polynesian. I want to say there's, there's yeah. Polynesian. There's, yeah, there's there's somewhere over there Pacific in the South Islander. Pacific where yeah, yeah, wrestling's yeah. huge. There's like two or three areas. New Zealand even has like the, a Maori tradition of it that's yeah. like big in WWE. And then Hawaii has a whole other like big promotion that like Hawaii's got a weirdly strange wrestling culture going mm-hmm. on. But that's why it goes, by, just for the listener's sake, I know you know this, but just that the reason Dwayne Johnson wrestles under the name The Rock is in tribute to his father, Rocky yeah. Johnson. Yeah. But, um, like, everybody in wrestling has, has some bad shit. But Vince, and this is the other thing, too. It's a fucking is, culture, dude. Like I said, WWE had been, like, almost falling off. It finally had competition. Then it somehow started pulling up. Like, in the last month... There was some show called Wrestler or some shit wrestling on Netflix that led to some small promotion getting big. Mm. I was telling y'all a couple months ago that um, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, Billy yeah. Corbin, bought NWA and he now has a wrestling promotion. The territories are starting Different to from like the rap group. No relation. Yeah. No relation. Yeah. yeah, National Wrestling Alliance or something. But so the the territories are bubbling up again, and people are actually like mm. going out to see wrestling in Kentucky and such. You know, like that's a thing now. Oh, I mean, I doubt they ever stopped they, they stop, in Kentucky. But that's that's some VFW you know, shit. I mean, if you watch the show on Netflix, it did slow down. And like they were having troubles keeping it going. It was like a, maybe they really needed people to help them financially to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. I think it's called OVW. It's a pretty interesting show. But then, <laughs> so wrestling coming back. I knew you watched it. AEW is coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back, and then. But then all of a sudden, then the, the big daddy, they get CM Punk. He's just a yeah. wrestler who's kind of a punk. And his whole thing is but like. He was, he was, wasn't he the champion? And the whole WWE? funniest thing is his whole thing is like. He was the world champion, I'm wasn't a he? punk. I don't, you can't tell me what to do. I don't deal with authority. And he would like come out for his walk with his music and he would just sit down and be like, I'm not going to do this wrestling because I don't do what the bosses say because I'm a punk. And it's like, no, this is, this is scripted. Like the, yeah, the, the corporation yeah, wrote this script wrote and he's out there stuff. doing it. That's yeah. what's going on now. You do a bit, yeah. But then he came back because he was never going to wrestle again. He came back and then that was a big deal. I don't know why. But then all these other guys from. He's the ginger, right? From AEW. No. Brown hair, short hair. He's Got big X's oh, on the backs of both of his hands, and he's like he's straight edge, kind of covered in tats. He's Chicago, he's big Chicago guy, but he's not very big. He's a very skinny little dude, but he's huh. yeah, he's, uh, doesn't seem like he's big yeah. enough to be a wrestler. But yeah. then somehow he was the champion or some shit. But whatever. And then now the Rock's coming back to WrestleMania because of Vince getting knocked out. The Rock is now on the board of TKO. So the yeah. Rock basically came in to save the company, and it really seems like this was like, scripted. It seems like that the company itself was like. Tell the girl to release the suit. What? Tell the girl to put the suit in the court now. Like, I don't mm. know. Whoever is like, in charge of UFC of was like, yeah. let's go ahead and kill fucking Vince. Because yeah. it really is a house cleaning where like 15 people went with him. Like all these people that were still in WWE that were obviously helping him make these payments over the years, they all got kicked the fuck out too. Anybody in a text with him about that girl, get the fuck out of the company. Brock Lesnar. Like big names that they gave millions to. They're like, Bye. And Brock Lesnar ain't just big in one of their companies. He's a UFC guy. You know, he's he's both sides of the... Really? Well, that's where he comes from. He was a, he's one of the UFC guys that crossed over into... Into, into WWE? WWE, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a thing now, I guess. That's a, They're it's, like, it's I'm a, tired of real fighting. Yeah, like... I want to um, do some fake fighting. What's her name? What's the old girl? The, uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, yeah. She God, had a lot I... of statements this week. She was just like, told you. <laughs> just straight up like, Vince is a fucking creep. Do you wonder why I, I stopped coming to those shows 
Yeah. You know, like, oh, did she like you. she hopped in and hopped out, and yeah. it was because of it? Yo, like how many steroids does Vince McMahon have to be on to be like, yo? I feel like I could sexually harass Ronda Rousey. And that bitch will put you in a fucking armbar in a heartbeat. Okay, apparently somewhere in twenty nineteen twenty. Also though, part that of, chick is uh, that's a sexy lady. Part of the FBI's case is that um. Somewhere in 2019 or 2020, he's in Florida, and he decides, like, his tan isn't, isn't dark enough, so he's got to go to the tanning salon. So he goes to the tanning salon that's near his house, and the girl there... Strong start. ...doesn't know who he is. So he's like, well, let me get my phone out and show you all these pictures of me with these famous wrestlers. Oops, there's one on my dick. Uh, of course. Oh, look, there's me and Hulk Hogan. There's my dick again. And she's <laughs> like, dude, stop showing me your dick. I don't care who you are. I don't know who you are. Won't you just feel it? Give it a little rub. And she's like, Are you she, seen it? So she was leaves. underwhelmed. She like found leaves it underwhelming. and goes to a Cracker Barrel or something. And she's like, calls the police. And then the police come. And from that, wait, and from this, the Cracker Barrel? Is that yeah. germane to the story? Uh, I thought it well, was, who runs it, to a Cracker Barrel? You it was, have a cell it was, phone in your it pocket. It was next door. I don't know. Her okay. friend worked there too. She it was, was like, Jason. You know, who, it. you know who Vince McMahon is? And he's, <laughs> she's, that dude would probably like, call the police right now and right try to take a picture. We're going to be rich. But um, so that that's what sparked this whole thing was that that he's in a tanning salon with a fucking stranger who has already said, "I don't know who you are. Please stop." He's like, "Just let me show you one more shot of my dick, and maybe you'll be like, cool." Like, how many steroids do you need to have to be yeah. like, "Hey, random stranger," and not think like, "Wait." Didn't the guy from that runs the Patriots just get fucked up in a fucking Florida strip mall? Yo, no. If they're going to knock out like not a week ago, if they're going to. What gonna, the fuck am I doing down wait, here? Wait, it happened that long ago? That was like 2019. I don't know. It's probably a few months after. I don't know. I mean, Robert. Either yeah, way, if they're going to get Robert Kraft. And which he's got, and he's got real sports. neighbors. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, like it's like Connecticut, Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, man. If they're going to. If, if they will hang Robert Kraft out to dry. They will definitely get you, Vince yeah. man. But also... There's too many Super Bowls. You can't have any more. Yeah, Robert... You, Tom Brady, everybody, you're done. All, yeah. also, also, Robert Kraft was... Uh, coach too, Coach Pop. Everybody. Not on steroids, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I just feel like, even though, yes, that is a stupid situation that Vince McMahon got himself into in order to precipitate the downfall... Uh, it's also like, if it wasn't that, it was going to be something. He's got one of those like, mustaches, too, where he shaves the top half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you have half a mustache. Yeah, where I'm like, like, he's rich. He's wearing a tailored suit with steroids. It's honestly, it's a sideways Hitler. And you know he's just looking in the mirror, making, like, duck face, like, you know you look good. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying that about... That salon bitch don't know nothing about good looks. The, 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 the thing that I mean about a sideways Hitler, right, is that, like, the way that an actual Hitler... Is all middle yeah. and no sides to the mustache. But like when people do a thing where it's like, oh, I shaved off the part between my nose and my lip and I only left half of it there, yeah. it's you're, you're running a parallel Hitler. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's the perpendicular Hitler. It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just shave. It's just, yeah, either have a mustache or don't have a fucking mustache. It either needs to take up your entire upper lip. Now, I've never seen anybody with the top half. And not the bottom half? No, no, definitely no. Uh, Is that a thing? That's how John Waters has it, doesn't he? But, like, I John Waters can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. John Waters can have a sideways Hitler all he wants. You know what I mean? But, McMahon, no. Especially, dude, you can't do all those steroids and get that muscular 
and then be like, but yeah. I'm having a half a skinny mustache. Yeah. Like, no. no I'm sorry. Then, no, you cannot you increase your size and decrease your mustache. That's it's fucking just there's, GP. There's a show on, I think, Vice called, like, The Dark Side of the Ring. And that every episode is just like, yeah. here's a horrible fucking story from the world of wrestling. And you think about, like, because it's it's theater, number one. 100%, that's the best way to describe what wrestling is. It's absolutely people what are it like, is. It's fake. And they're like, it ain't fake getting slammed on the ground. You're like, no, no, that... The acting is tremendous. It's very physical, this athletic acting they do when they're doing theater. It's it scripted, is yeah. It is 100% theater. Yeah. You know? I did not. I, watched I don't know. A, are people still arguing that? Yeah. I would say. Because, no, they if, really if are you, body slamming were, the shit out of each I, other. It's just a scripted outcome. Honestly, I wish we had somebody to pay us to do this study, but we should go to Trump rallies and ask people who are leaving, be like, is wrestling real? Yes or no? Do you think wrestling is real? Well, how are you defining real, though? That's what I'm saying. That's a hundred. It's scripted. Yeah, but it's real. Like, them fools are definitely is the outcome predetermined. Right, right. I'm not saying real in the sense of this competition is not predetermined. But you you, was not to be broken when you see a fool jumping off the top rope and bashing the other guy on the head with his elbow. It's not quite as impactful as they're pretending no, the, I, the whole but idea, he really did that and the whole idea of that wrestling of the early territory wrestling of like mm-hmm. all these people that were in these unconnected groups that were like got together and had this secret society basically that were like Psst, hey check it out you like fighting but you don't want to get beat up we're gonna make some money we're gonna make some money Shh, just women. and then the whole thing was just a hustle it was all a big fun hustle to make entertainment but I didn't know this shit there's gonna be a Ric Flair documentary in about a week or two coming out on HBO I think there's already a Ric Flair like documentary out there's 50 of them but there's a new one coming out but somehow he just became he resurged as like the most popular well, the like, thing is, is he should have been but Vince or Vince didn't like him Straight up, and he didn't right, like well, Vince because well, he was, so when he the, ter- was the head of the NWA and when the territories were happening. He, he was the he Hulk was, Hogan of the NWA. He was against what they were doing. So even when they tried to make that, when they made WCW, he was like mm-hmm. the head of that. But he never, like, even when he got to WWE, finally, he never got to. They never let him be. You know, like basically, they WWE tried to not let people know who he was or tried to make him look stupid. Like right, he wasn't even right. worth it. Don't even watch that other show. So, like, by the time they got him, they had downplayed him so much that... Ric Flair is but, so much better than Hulk Hogan. But a cool thing of, of his intro story, I didn't know, is, like, when he first got to, like, his wrestling school, mm-hmm. he said, like, the whole first three days, okay, like, they didn't know that wrestling was scripted. Like, the, the when you came to school, like, when you were starting to be a wrestler, like, mm-hmm. they didn't... Even the people that put the ring together didn't mm-hmm. know. This was secret. It was, you know, so... The first three or four days, they beat the fuck out of them. They're like, they're just going to beat your ass for three days. And like, this is training. It's just like, well, let's go beat the fuck out of the new guys again. And they're like, so mm-hmm. by three days in, about half of us had left. And he's like, so by the time the end, when we got to the end of it, and there was only like three of us, they were like, all right, now we're going to tell you what's going on. And that, that, that was like the initiation. Like, they got beat into the gang of like, if you can take an ass whooping for three days, mm-hmm. this is your last ass whooping. You got jumped in. And he's like, I yeah. really thought I was going to, I was uh, embarking on a job where I had to either get beat up you know or beat somebody up every night right right and that's what i was signing up for but then all of a sudden they were like no 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 that last ass whooping that was your last ass whooping this is all fake but <laughs> now let's learn how to do it fake you know when you punch somebody stomp on the ground where i'm like they still do that like right now yeah like, they know they still definitely stomp and, and I'm like punch. we can see you we're, we're sitting right here we think of a new way to do it no and you you can you it doesn't can, work anymore it's the punching parts are Possibly the most revealing part, where you yeah. like very clearly 
many times, you just the wrong camera angle gets cut to. Yeah. And it's just like you watched him woof a dude. Yeah. Just like, ah, it didn't touch him at all. That's the thing. It's, it's, there's a lot more smacking nowadays than there used to be. And they're like, you know, you're going to really get smacked. That's going to happen. Even a lot of the punches and hits are like, this is happening. Like when you get hit in the chest really hard, like you're getting knocked the yeah, fuck down like, and you're going to lose your breath. But again, that goes back to what I was saying about even without the rapey stuff, it's just wrestling is a dark fucking culture. And like... Them dudes are on not just steroids, but fucking cocaine and painkillers and fucking so many of them die that way. Like, yo, the ultimate warrior appeared to be one of the most physically fit human beings on earth. And he died very young. Jimmy Schnooker. He also crossed Vince. Oh, really? Is that what happened? he, He did. How did that happen? Wait, what do you mean? He um he had some you know shit where he story. he this had he had signed some deal where he was going to get like finally get he was paid supposed to be the real. next Hulk Hogan yeah. and then um something happened where it's like yeah I don't want to do that and he was like okay then I'm not going to show up at that next show and he's like and he he had just like his contract had just ended so there was a pay per view that he was going to fuck Vince on so Vince mm-hmm. was like okay I'll let you, I will sign the deal and so he signed it and then somehow like I don't know how it is basically stopped putting him on the air he like signed <sighs> it and was like acting like he was going to give it to him and then just mm-hmm. was like I'm going to break this contract. You know, and since I haven't paid you yet, good luck finding a fucking lawyer, you know. And then basically, and that was one of Vince's things where he would sign a big contract. And with the Brett Hitman thing, he came to Brett and was like, that contract? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to fucking break it. Fuck you. And that's when the whole screw job happened and then Brett whooped his ass. Well, also, did you supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but supposedly the Ultimate Warrior actually was a lawyer. No, no. He himself. The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. The ultimate lawyer. That, that's a better character. He better. comes out and he's like, he's wearing his legal briefs. You know, and he pulls out his briefcase and he beats you with it. There is a lawyer. Oh there there is, there's a lawyer right now. He's, um, he's married to a girl that sings and she was in like Showgirls, really famous black singer who's, or Dreamgirls. Who's, what's her name? I don't want you to say she might have been. She might have been on American Idol or something. Really famous. She's married to a, a black wrestler, and mm-hmm. he's he's the lawyer. He he went to Princeton, and he wears a suit, and he's got his briefcase, and he will hit you with a briefcase. Oh, you like that's his character. All, he always has like a metal coffee cup and, uh-huh. a, and a briefcase, and so he'll hit you with those things. But he's, okay. he's a WW. I forget his name. Well, all right, but this is what I was saying though, as far as the dark culture. Like, you can get slapped fifty times in the face if you're on cocaine and steroids yeah. and painkillers. Yeah. Um, but also, like, even without the really just filthy either sexual harassment or breaking of contracts or any of that it's like yeah just think like junkyard dog was an adult black man who they would put in a fucking dog collar and then he would remember he would do his headbutts by running at you on all fours Mm -hmm. it's like that's that's no. dark. Also, the Iron Sheik. Do you know this I'm about the Iron rampant Sheik? Rampant racism, but yeah. No, oh, rampant, rampant. The Iron like, Sheik is like not. He's he's. But well, he was. So he I mean, was, he's in the he's in the old like when he was that that when Ric Flair was getting his ass whooped, mm-hmm. the Iron Sheik was in there getting his ass whooped as well. He was in that school of the of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. No, not only that. Like he was one of the people in that room getting his ass whooped. But Ric here's Flair the thing: for those three days, the Iron Sheik actually is Persian. Okay, or was Persian. I think I think he died recently. But um and RIP to him as well. That guy was that's one of my all time favorite wrestlers. I don't know if you share that sentiment, but the Iron Sheik was one of my yeah. fuck favorites. When he'd be like, Iran, number one, America, Hakley. He was in the room when Brett whipped the shit out. He, like when they came back, like, hey, 
Brett's real mad and he's in the locker room. You should not go back there. And Sheik was there. And he's like, do not go back there. <laughs> Vince, do not go. I'm so they got cameras, man. <laughs> like, you don't want this getting filmed. <laughs> yeah, fucking. They said Iron Sheik is, was there, like at most wrestling things. Apparently. I, he was a big backroom guy. And this kind of ties back uh, a few things together. But apparently Iron Sheik, one of the funniest dudes ever, and that a lot of the rock shtick comes from being in locker rooms as a kid and a lot of the rocks catchphrases and jokes that he used as an adult were just things he heard the iron sheik say um but my point though about how dark the shit gets and how racist and fucked up is like did you know that the iron sheik was actually the iranian like olympic gold medalist like wrestling champion and then Moved to America to like prove the greatness of Iran by taking it to the professional level from the Olympian level, and uh, then gets kind of made into a cartoon villain. I think what he what it was, was he, with the curly shoes. Remember that he, he, had he bought a big ass house. Shoes. He bought a big ass house <laughs> in like a Connecticut suburb and was like, I don't know which side I'm on. Right yeah, now. I'm not really <laughs> America. And then, and then that's probably right around the time that like. The Shah was getting over it, and he was like, ah, I'm not going back there. I don't think I, I need to go back there. I think I got a pretty sweet deal here, no matter how dark and racist it is. It's it's just anthropologically, the, I, just the whole fact that wrestling exists is, is just weird. And the funny thing, too, like, that Vince basically shot himself in the foot by winning. You know, like, he had to dominate. He had to own all of it. And by owning all of it, like, the thing, like, then now all of a sudden, he's stuck with these wrestlers. Where the fuck else are they going to go? They're going to come to him. When Once he owns WWE, they can go to New Japan. They can go to Mexico a little bit. But if they're not wrestling with him, that's it. There's some little territories and some, like, high school fucking municipal shit. Like, right, once but- he bought everything, like, when he had little bits, he could, like, fire a guy. And the guy could get the fuck out. And he didn't have to worry about it anymore. Now that guy is, like, broke, making wrestling look shitty. But that Right, but that's what I mean about, like, the inevitability of it. It's like, yeah, that one situation with the dick pics in the tanning salon is the end result but that was inevitably going to happen it's not even the fucking steroids like he he had the steroids personality before he was doing steroids you know what i mean that's just exactly who he was one of the eras is everybody got real big on steroids and then some guy chris benoit freaked out and killed his family yeah he did and then a bunch of other shit happened as well some girlfriends got everybody got it was just a a very dark phase so then they made this thing called it was like i forget what it was called the jake the snake story that's so dark the medical contract is what they started calling it so basically if you were on steroids Mm -hmm. or drugs Mm -hmm. you had like a month to get clean or get the fuck out and, and so all of a sudden, WWE, and there's like, even like if you could see, people will do like YouTube videos of posters, and you'll just see oh, it, just watch them just, shrink, just shrinking back down, and just get, and then then they start looking for like, big show, okay, we need guys that except, are actually just big naturally, and then all of a sudden, the Rock, and perhaps, then, and that's when the that motherfucker is definitely they, still on steroids. That's when the attitude era begins, and so guys like Steve Austin, they're pretty, pretty big, but they're not like all the way big, you know, like. Rock, yeah, he's not really shameful. The Rock is definitely still on yeah. steroids. Yeah. That motherfucker is and enormous. And you see like, how it, big he, you can, you can see, like, I've actually as seen, As an already like, fully grown adult. I've seen, like, a, a meme of him, like, evolving. Yeah. Like, the evolution of, here's him when he first came on WWE, looking real skinny, and then, like, brrr, Yo, it looks like... hair, with a big old it, afro. Right, but we, and that was actually part of what I was going to point out, is, like, as he's getting enormous... He's losing his hair, but he just looks like he doesn't even go bald. It looks like 
his size just ate his yeah, hair. Like it sucked in. Like, flush, yeah. We need that protein back. <laughs> he outgrew his hair. And it's just like his body ate the follicles. <laughs> it's fucking... Uh, I know this is too much wrestling, but I have to talk about this because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, well, apparently what this episode's yeah. about. So, I found this thing from 1991 that um, NBC put out this pilot. And it's called Tag Team. Okay? And mm-hmm. the whole plot of it is... I'm not going to go through it. It's, it's like a bunch of movies smushed together into one. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're... There's kind of a um, TV show or a movie that came out in the 90s with David Arquette that's kind of like this. But okay, there's two wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's Roddy Piper and it's Jesse the Body Ventura. And this is before Jesse got into politics. Just before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're two wrestlers and they're, some woman takes over. I would watch that show. You don't even have to sell me anymore. I oh, I haven't even show. gotten to it. It's a cop show. I haven't even gotten there yet. Okay, so Wait, they're not wrestlers in the show. They're, they're just they, cops they're, they're wrestlers. played by wrestlers, and they're a tag team. They're the best, but they got to take a dive for this new owner of the company. This woman inherited the company when her husband died, and now she wants them to take a dive, and they don't do it. So they get kicked out of the company, and they live in this boss warehouse that's full of shit. And you know what? You got like a, it's, a major league situation, and it's always sunny. It's the fucking pub. No, it's, it's the Patty's same pub. one. It's they show them walking across the street into their warehouse. It's Patty's pub. It's even the video that I saw explaining. It was like, yes, this is this. Look, this is the same building. It's on some lot somewhere. Yeah, they. It's not in Philadelphia. What? That building is on a lot in L.A. or something. Oh. But so that's there where they live. That's so they're going back to their warehouse and they're like, we got to get some jobs. And then they get jobs as piano movers, but they, you know. The, the piano is just too heavy, they and break. it shoots out a window, breaks through a brick wall, and then it hits a truck and explodes. This is in the mo- this is in the, in the pilot. So then they like. Can wait, we, so you've watched it? Yep. Yeah, they're going to be a bodyguard. No, I saw clips. I haven't found the whole thing. They um, they become they they try to find jobs and they can't. They basically are bouncers. It doesn't work out. Everything just doesn't work out. Then, wait, is it a comedy? Then they're, is it meant to be funny? Yep. Yeah, yep. Then it's a comedy. It's a buddy comedy. Then they're at a grocery store and it's getting robbed. And they pull all kinds of smooth wrestling tricks. They pick up the robber and they spin him in the air and they throw him into some cereal. But then there's robbers outside and they go outside and they push a big shopping cart. It feels very plausible. Into a car. Very realistic. The funny thing too is, right, this, this is the one scene I saw. They're like, they're both holding this huge shopping cart full of garbage, okay? And they go, you remember the high flyer? He's like, the high flyer. And then they push the shopping cart into uh, um, the car that, uh, that the robbers are escaping in and it crashes. I'm like, what, what's high flying about that? You just push the shop. She should have been like, remember the cart push? Yeah, it could have been like, "Hey, we're holding this cart. Let's push it." You know, like whatever. They like, remember this guy high. So then <laughs> the cops come and they're like, "Thanks for helping us out and catching those b- robbers, man." I mean, you guys should have been cops. And then they look off. They look off into the air. Then they look at each other. Cut to police academy. Yeah, I was gonna say this is now where pro wrestling meets police. Academy. That's the most '80s thing ever. Is pro wrestling meets police academy. And then they go through police academy and they get. This is an hour. Set pilot for a show. This, is, this has all <laughs> happened already. They go through. They become cops, and this now they're journey. now that they're, they're they're tag team. They're they're partners and they're cops, but they're wrestlers. And every time they like go to salute or, or you know do something, their big muscles rip through their cop uniforms, oh, and everybody wow. goes all over their big arms. And that's that's and that's there's a woman who's a witness. So they protect her. Everything happens. It works out. They pay their rent, and now they're cops. Next, that's that's get a series going. I feel like the most implausible part of this show is that Jesse Ventura and Rowdy Roddy Piper would not be strong enough to be piano movers. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like they talk about roid rage. Roddy's back goes out halfway up the thing from all the body slams. Have you, I would think the pain pills would have taken care of that, but hey. even in the movie, they live. Yeah. You remember they show him from the back shirtless. And it's like, that is an enormous 
yeah. muscular back. Yeah. You like, dude, there's muscles there that uh, I don't think really should be there. Like, if if it was a comic book, you'd be like, this is yeah. poorly drawn. This is like some Todd McFarlane shit. I just, I had no idea it existed, that they had, it had aired. I don't even know. I don't no, know I've never they, even heard of this. Yeah. Tag team. I love it. And I also, I'm a huge Jesse the Body fan. I don't know if you know that about me. He went a little too... Uh, conspiracy know? theories. And yeah, honestly, I, sure. I'm not You're saying right. that I don't blame him for Alex Jones. Alex Jones might have mm. got national on his own, but he helped Alex Jones go national. Like his hmm. show helped Alex Jones gain a wider audience right at a time okay. when Alex Jones was like really going over the deep end. Well, I'll say this. This is what I like about Jesse the Body, okay? He was pre Hulk Hogan, he was the biggest star of WWF. Yeah. And uh, he, but he tried to unionize the yeah. wrestlers, and fucking Hulk Hogan went and snitched him out. Oh, to because uh, yeah, he's a little bitch. He, Hulk he's Hogan a is a complete. He's a racist. He's a union breaker. Like also, he looks like he's made out of like hot dog skin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like someone left a ballpark in the microwave and it yeah. became Hulk Hogan. But um. And Vince wouldn't have had the power to do what he did if it wasn't for Hogan being yes. a little bitch. Yeah. Multiple he, times. He, he would have, Jesse would have been able to unionize the wrestlers and it would have been a whole different fucking story. And, but Hulk Hogan snitched him out. And that's why Hogan gets promoted to being the all time champion and shit. Uh, there's a really funny thing if you watch wrestling documentaries that you'll mm -hmm. come across a lot. And it's, okay, well, now this next part, okay, this came from Hulk Hogan. So, you know, grain of salt. That, that's a straight up, anytime there's a documentary about wrestling, they'll be like, well, now I know I just said that stuff, but that did come from Hulk Hogan, so I don't know if you want to believe it. Really? Like, nobody in, in wrestling believes him. He's a piece of shit liar. They all just, nobody likes him. That's fucking fantastic to hear. Because, you know, what else is that um, in the original steroid scandal uh, where Vince McMahon had to testify in court, uh, apparently... While Vince McMahon was on the stand, uh, Jesse the Body went to the cross-examining lawyer and he was like, hey, this doesn't have anything to do with your case. But if you if you can, would you ask him who, because they didn't know at the time that who snitched uh -huh. about the union busting. He's like, ask, ask him who snitched about the, the union busting. And uh, just, he was like on the stand and he was like, yeah, that was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> said it in court. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, it's great. Like I said last week, first Netflix makes this huge billion dollar announcement. The next day, the court case announced. Then that night, Vince being like, "This is all bullshit." Then the next day, Slim Jim. Then Vince is gone. Then the next day, he scrubbed from every piece of their their shit. Like even the bad guy wrestler, Mister McMahon. Right. Because even when they, they took him off everything else, they left that up there. Because that's like. That's in the video. They can't take that away. It's part of history. They were like, yeah. nee, nee, we're just going to take that down. Mm. That's not available right now. So, like, they, they scrubbed his ass. Like, it's, it's just, it's funny. It is also, though, weird that, like, quote, unquote, Mr. McMahon would be, like, a character and Vince McMahon is a real person. Yeah. You're just like, ah, it's, it's, that is pretty thinly veiled. That's, like, Woody Allen level and, and thin. And only heel. Like, he had never had a baby face turn, as the, no. as the kayfabe would so describe it. But usually that's what you know, you, most heels do. Usually, like, after you've been a heel for a long-ass time, Ric Flair is a heel. Like, most of them start as heels. Yeah. And then eventually, at some point, and honestly, it's because it's easier to heel. 
it's easy. All you have to do is come out and be like, your city sucks. And that's it. You come out, I wish I was wrestling in a real city, but instead I'm here. Fuck you, hillbilly rubes. But and here's what I like about that whole shtick is like, for me, bad guy wrestlers are like kind of the height of comedy because you just basically act like a complete dickhead and never break character. Yeah. Like, I would find that so hard to not just start laughing and being like, I'm sorry, I was totally, that was a joke. So then the funny thing, then eventually they get too popular. All their stuff is selling, and then another heel will be <coughs> doing something really bad. And then they come out and they beat that heel up. So mm -hmm. they're not they're not doing good to guys. They're not, they're not good guys yet. They're like just an like, anti-hero. Yeah. It's yeah. either like, I'm not beating you up to save him. I don't like him either. I'm going to be the one that whoops his ass. Yeah. And that somehow will turn them. Because Rock was a heel. Like, Rock started yeah. as a heel. And now he was, he's like he was the Steve king of God of the good uh, guy. Yeah. yeah, he was Steve Austin's yeah. foil. Yeah. yeah. But also, this is what I also like about Ric Flair in particular, is that the WWE historically, at least back in that era, it was always a good guy who was the champ. Yeah. Whereas when Ric Flair was the... Uh, champion of the nwa he was always a bad guy yeah. and he held that belt for a yeah. long fucking they had a bad guy as their champion forever and i was just like dude that's well that's the like i there's like the gorgeous heel they call them like the, the one kind of heel that's like they're not mean or bad to other people they're just that fucking great yeah. they're just narcissistic that's their whole that's, that's their whole bad Yo, thing he had the they come best out of like bits, hey though. i'm very beautiful now i'm gonna beat this guy up yeah he look at like, my pretty hair yo he had like all the best bits like you gotta beat the man yeah. to be the man or like yeah. space mountain and there's a, it, Woo! And the, i gotta say there's a lot of cocaine you can see the nature like, boy there will be these like promos <laughs> when it's like the four horsemen there's four of them and he'd be in like they'd all be talking and if he wasn't talking yeah. for a minute he would just be like kind of pacing in the background like you know pinching the tip of his nose oh like, yeah yeah <laughs> and then every now and then just look up and be like woo. Woo! Woo! <laughs> just like, <laughs> that dude's on cocaine. I that. And the woo 100% has to come from that. Of just like, oh, the woo is I'm high on cocaine, is... and I'm going to be like, woo! That's a cocaine woo, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he's North Carolina, so he gets a little extra love just for being a... Oh, that's right. I forgot he he's lives, North Carolina. He lives in Charlotte. His daughter's named Charlotte. She's actually a wrestler now. Really? Charlotte Flair. Wrestlers' kids, man, are all wrestlers. That's just like... I, at least a third of new wrestlers right now are Cody Rhodes. You know, like our uh, Dusty's. Yeah, you know, like they're. Yeah. So is that a dude or a chick? A dude. Okay. Cody Rhodes. He's. He, yeah, he's but up. you knew that. Yo, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You yeah. knew his kid was gonna be a wrestler. You didn't have to tell me that. Gold Dust. Oh, I forgot about Gold Dust. Definitely, um, Sting weird, has to have another wrestling kid who's heel. A wrestler. They're like, just be a little gay. Yeah, but that's just it. That's gonna be my heel turn. I'm gonna come out and be like, I'm gonna blow you a kiss. They're like, and that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Dude. I might smack you on the ass. They're like, oh. but you remember? I used to be like, oh, in I think 80s, that guy's gay. Get in him. '80s wrestling, merely being slightly, slightly effeminate, effeminate. <laughs> just made you a bad guy yeah. wrestler. But fucking uh, Brutus the Barber was kind of like that. Razor Ramon was kind of like that. Fucking. Uh, even in my my dad's era, Gorgeous George, yeah. you know, like, if you were even the teeniest bit gayish, yeah, you didn't even have to be outwardly gay. gay. Like, he's gay-esque. He's a bad guy now. Yeah. <laughs> no, one thing about territories is, like, new wrestling, there's a lot of colored people, of people of color. You know, there's a lot of Latino. I don't Latino. think you can say colored people. I, mean, I don't I think that's okay. I meant people of color. I meant people of color. There's a lot of... 
there's a lot more black wrestlers now than ever before. Like, there's a lot more black women wrestling, which is just totally weird to me. I can't imagine being, like, a 19-year-old black woman, like, yeah, I'm going to wrestle. But that's a job, and it's out there. Like, out there. Every company now, like, that's just... It's, it's, it used to be straight up mostly rednecks. But now all, sure. all the smaller Absolutely. ones, like, black kids were really into wrestling in the 80s, more than 90s, more than other kids were. And they have the new wrestlers. A lot of young black kids are like, fuck it, I'm going to go be a professional well, wrestler. Well, no, there is uh, a fair amount of overlap between uh, just, like, hip-hop culture and pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Now, even what, like, uh, what's the name? Uh, West Side Gun. Huge yep. fucking uh, proponent oh, of it. Bad uh, Bunny's all up in that shit. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Fucking uh, Action Bronson, I think, is a big wrestling guy. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, apparently, is a, Peter, a huge... Peter Rosenberg, you know who that is? No. Okay, well, he's uh, a DJ who either did or does work for Hot 97, but also does shit with ESPN, but um, works... He's like Cypher Sound's main partner. Uh, yeah, he does no, commentary for WWE. Now, something I noticed in the South when I was we were doing Skidoo tours, mm-hmm. that like if we play a school that a lot of black kids would have wrestling shirts on. Mm-hmm. That was just like a normal a n- normal thing, like more than other kids. And I would often be like, hey, you like John Cena? Hey, you like Rey Mysterio? You know, like, because that was just something that I was yeah, your guy. new at the time. You so I would bring it up to like, something I could talk to about with them. Yeah. And I was definitely blown away by like nowadays. They're like, that's what I watch. That's what my shows. That's what I like. I'm like, my shit comes on at nine o'clock. How are you watching? Right now? Like, your parents hey. let you stay up that late? <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have we, back when I was a kid. Saturday morning, there was another. There would be like, there would be wrestling on the week, like oh, yeah, Friday sure. and, or Monday and Friday. But then there'd be a kids show on Saturday morning. They'd be like, "Here's the highlights from the week on WWE," and it'd be like the Rock and Wrestling. I believe then, Saturday afternoon was one of the main times for it in the '80s, was it not? It was in the beginning when it first started. That's what it all you know. They'd be there'd be nighttime shows, but then there'd be a highlight clip on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But like all the territories would have that of like a yeah. Sunday or Saturday middle of the day. But to them, it was you know it was easy TV. You know that was it. They were just like these people are doing this shit anyways. They've got cameras. They're already filming it. Let's fill three hours. Yeah. You know? All right, we closing on that. It's not a joke. Is but... there any more news, Trump? Trump um, put a tweet out that he's looking for, uh, I need the best loyal team. I am now, Trump's legal team is now looking for lawyers because Alina Hababa fucked it all up. That oh, yeah, yeah, we should. That like, does bear mentioning. Wait, you owe $5 million? How about $83.3 million? But also, oh. you remember that E. Jean Carroll's team only asked for $10 million. They got $83 million. Yep. That's a, I don't I don't think I have to explain it. That is a substantially larger amount to appeal this this um what's the word for it this ruling uh, ruling. What he would have to do I didn't know this is place eighty three point three million in a trust. So if he wants to appeal it, he's got to come with the fucking money first. Right, right. Eighty three point three million in either asset, solidly mm-hmm. owned asset or unencumbered asset. So. Trump Tower, the golf course, anything that has a mortgage on it is encumbered. So he can't mm. just put Trump Tower on there and say, well, there's 83 million, just take that. Nope, right. because he doesn't have that. So he couldn't actually do that. It has to be something. So that means like when if he loses the appeal, which he's he would lose the appeal. Yeah. Because even in this, he's appealing this most recent trial. Well, they might mitigate because the number, though. They didn't even later. She she came out of that case after losing, being like, they wouldn't even let me argue how innocent he is. And even the reporters were like, you know, 
that's not the case you were just arguing. Yeah, you, Don't you know that's not the case? You you didn't argue that case. Why are, why are, you're still you lost that case with that argument and you're still out here making it? How is no one telling you how the law works? You're a lawyer for God. Don't you have well, Google? No, oh. appar- apparently um I I watched a program where they were talking about how yeah, she was actually so incompetent that uh, she didn't know the procedure for um, oh, yeah. uh, presenting evidence. More than that, when he stopped her and was like, hey, are, are you presenting evidence? Yeah. You, you know that like there's a procedure at every this. court case you go to, the judge sends you a piece of paper in the beginning. And it's like, here's how it works in our case. You know, yeah. so number one, you should have read that. But now I'm telling you. And then she did it like 10 minutes later. And he was like, didn't I just explain this like 10 minutes ago? Like, but that, yeah, that kept happening. But so either way, if he wants to appeal this, he's got to come with the actual 83 million, which I don't know if he actually has that. And even, you know, like, I mean, he claims to be a billionaire, yeah, but no, like Elon doesn't always have 83 million liquid, right. in cash. Like right. he's, he's got stock. If yeah. he sells that stock, him selling that much stock would change would the value that of that stock. Right, right. Like everything about it is like, I don't think Trump has 83 million. So he might not appeal this. He might, you know, in which case he's got to start figuring out how to pay because if he starts paying her, he can work out a way that's like about five million a month, but like you know, like or whatever, or a year. You know, he doesn't have to like right. come with it. He, if he can, and he can probably work out a settlement where his lawyer will be like, "Look, check it out, fifty. But he also if you just say, "Okay, we got it in a, right here on this gift card." On top of the five million that he already owes, so now he owes eighty-eight million. No, I think that it's part of it. I think that they're together. I think that the five million became, but I could be wrong. No, I think it's. I think on the top. first. Uh, ruling is five million, and the second ruling is eighty-three million, which really feels like aggressive in the sense. And I'm not disparaging that. Uh, just it feels aggressive in the way they're like, no, we need to make this a number that will make him shut yeah. the fuck up. I saw E. Jean Carroll on Rachel Maddow with her lawyers laughing her ass off. I mean, like, ha-ha. Mm. She was even like, somebody, they, they start showing the memes that have been come up, the, the mm. E. Jean t- Tower or whatever meme. Where it's oh, like a picture I of her haven't in front, seen that. It's Donald Trump, Trump, Trump Tower, Tower but yeah. they changed it to say E. Jean e. Tower, and it's her smiling and pointing at it, but it's like a whatever. So they put that up, and, she, and she's laughing. She's like, that's right. Hey, Rachel, you want a floor? You want a whole floor? I'll give you a floor. <laughs> her lawyer's like, "Those, these are jokes. Yeah. She's making a joke right now. These are all jokes as a joke. And she just like, Rachel's like, yeah, I don't want a floor in that building. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, yeah, me neither. I don't even want to, like, the disinfectant. The ghosts. Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> you can have the gold toilet. I don't want it. Yeah. Well, that's, uh. That's so, yeah, he can't really appeal. And, he, and if he does, he needs to get a new lawyer. Cause he's he's, he's running out of lawyers, though. Yeah, and remember, she was only the lawyer on this case because the day of the case, the, his lawyer was like, nah, I'm not coming. Not doing this anymore. Yo, just think about. From 2016 on, not even counting his private, non-political life, but just since he ran for president, the amount of lawyers that he's gone through, both in the sense of, uh, like, the, the White House official attorneys, his own personal attorneys, Rudy Giuliani. How many have faced their own legal nightmares because of the work they did? Like, think about that right now. Yeah, half of them had to face their own charges. When he goes to a lawyer, that lawyer has to be like, okay, Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell is going through it right now. Giuliani's going through it. three or four that don't even fuck with him. Like that other guy, I forget his name, Cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheeseburger. He's a Democrat. He's fucked for the right. Like, how many people have like... He was a Democrat? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. He was just hired. He was like... They, you know, somebody. Hey, I know a guy that, that that's his field of study. 
you know, that he huh. just got involved. He shouldn't have. But like how many lawyers That's have foolish. like have had to deal with the bar that fucked with him? Like his new lawyer has to be like, okay, I'm taking a like nine and ten chance of fucking with the bar after I yeah, handle this absolutely. guy's court shit. I would be yeah. like, fuck no. No. Seems foolish. He's gonna have my cousin Vinny. He's gonna be like <laughs> there's gotta be some cousin in the Trump he should be so lucky. some cousin in the Trump family tree. That I just passed the bar exam and I'm seven, I'm forty seven. He's he's looking for the quintessential Gambini. All right, we're closing on quintessential Gambini. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as usual, on behalf of my co-host Adam Strange, aka Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger, I am your host, Valio Iglesias, Punani DeFranco, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion. The Archduke Depeche Mode Von Luft Balloons, Elon Muscular, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. And uh, you have been rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario because two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst. <laughs>